a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, Episode 6. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast to raise awareness of the persecuted church around the world and to count down the top countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List, which is why our episode numbers go backwards. We are counting down. Today is Episode 6, yesterday was 7, tomorrow will be 5, so on and so forth. So, uh, And we just share some stories about persecution. It is Persecuted Church Awareness Month, so every day this month we have done and will continue to do uh, an episode every day where we talk about each country on the world watch list. We count down from 30 to number one and share stories about persecution around the world that our brothers and sisters endure simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just a little background on the podcast for those who may be joining us who are new. And um, all that being said, it is Wednesday, November 25th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. Uh, we actually mentioned her yesterday, and this is an update on the case with Arzu Raja. Uh, court in Pakistan orders Arzu, Arzu Raja to stay in shelter home until she turns 18. On Monday, November 23rd, the High Court in Sindh ordered that Arzu Raja, a 13-year-old Christian girl allegedly abducted, allegedly abducted and illegally married to a 44-year-old Muslim man, remain in a government shelter until she turns 18. On October 13th, Arzu was allegedly abducted from her family home by Karachi, by, in Karachi by Ali Azhar, her Muslim neighbor. Arzu's parents reported the incident to local police and were informed two days later that their daughter had converted to Islam and married Azhar. Arzu's parents challenged the, the validity of the marriage, claiming it violated the Sindh Child Marriage Restraint Act. However, on October 27th, the court ruled in favor of the marriage and the and ordered local police to protect Arzu and Azar. On November 2nd, police were ordered by the High Court in Sindh to recover Arzu and arrest Azhar. This came after Pakistan's Minister of Human Rights became involved in the case as an intervener. Arzu was taken to a women's shelter and Azar was arrested. On November 9th, the High Court in Sindh ruled that Arzu was a minor and that her marriage to Azar violated the Sindh Child Marriage Restraint Act. Arzu returned to the women's shelter after she refused to reunite with her family and insisted that she had freely chosen to marry Azar. On November 23rd, the High Court in Sindh declined to dismiss the criminal charges against Azar in addition to ordering Arzu remaining in the government shelter home. Quote, I believe it is a good verdict because the court has not quashed the FIR registered by Arzu's father and statutory rape of a minor has been added to it. A crime is punishable with life imprisonment or a death sentence, unquote. Apologize for the noise. They're, re they're finishing my basement, and this is live. So that's what happens. Uh, Jibran Nazir, the Christian family attorney, told Morningstar News, quote, Arzu will remain in the shelter home and reconsider her decision to not live with her parents, unquote. Quote, please understand that Arzu is reluctant to live with her parents because of the consistent brainwashing done by the accused and certain community activists for ulterior motives, Nasir added. 
According to a study by the Movement for Solidarity and Peace Pakistan, an estimated 1,000 Christian and Hindu women are abducted, forcefully married, and forcefully converted to Islam every year. Many of the victims are minors, sexual assault and fraudulent marriages are used by perpetrators to entrap victims and authorities are often complicit. Um, so again, this is just, it's another uh, instance, this happens over and over and our prayer is, again, we, we, we're going just with the facts of this case particular, Arzu Raja's case. It's hard to say, she is saying that she willingly married this man, but it is common for Christian girls to be abducted and forcefully married off to older Muslim men. So our prayer is that it is not, it is not true that she willingly married and uh, converted to Islam, that she is maintaining her faith in Christ and that it's either out of fear for her family. He's likely that this man has threatened to kill her family if she recants any of this information. So pray for Raja, Arzu Raja, pray for her family. Uh, pray that this man receives the justice that is uh, should be mandated in this case, but also pray that he turns to Christ and re Christ in repentance and faith. So there's so much going on in this story and so many stories just like it throughout uh, the Middle East, but specifically in Pakistan, this happens. Uh, like again, we just we just saw this study that a th estimated thousands, uh, a thousand Christian women and Christian and Hindu women are abducted and forcefully converted every year. So pray for this situation. This also from persecution.org. Biased media reporting in India helps fuel the persecution of Christians. Excuse me. In India, biased media reports, particularly targeting Christians and other religious minorities, are common and have real-world consequences. Biased reports reinforce false narratives used by nationalists to promote hate, justify physical violence, and pass policies that curtail Christians and other minorities' rights. Recently, Pastor Vinod Nayak, a pastor from the Shivmoga district in Karnataka, reported an incident in which an anti-Christian media report led to an attack. On November 4th, radical, nationalist attacked, radical nationalists attacked Pastor Nayak and falsely accused him of committing blasphemy against Hinduism. After the attack, Pastor Nayak fled the village, leaving behind his wife and children. He did this because he feared being arrested by police acting upon the false blasphemy allegation. On November 3rd, the day before the attack, a local daily publication in Kannada published an article that blatantly called for people to punish individuals who convert Hindus to other religions. Pastor Nayak believes there is a direct, direct connection between the article and the November 4th attack. Quote, this has been the pattern of the radicals, unquote, another pastor from Karnataka explained. Quote, there have been numerous media reports regarding religious conversions across the country. These reports have pushed Christians into a more vulnerable situation, unquote. These false narratives, reinforced by biased media reports, have also been used to justify legislation that would curtail Christians' religious freedom rights. So again, we, we see where the media and the government and all these different groups in, in India work together to uh, increase the, the persecution and the pressure put on Christians and, and the fear that they're put in. It's, it's very easy to make an allegation of blasphemy and very hard to disprove it, especially when, when the courts are essentially on the side 
of the fundamentalist Hindus that are making the accusation. So pray for Pastor Nyack, pray for his church, pray for his family, and pray for our brothers and sisters also in India. And that brings us to our world watch list country for today, which is Eritrea. The region for Eritrea is Africa. The persecution type is Christian denominational protectionism. The persecution level is extreme. The population of Eritrea is 5,310,000, of which about 2,492,000 are Christians, so roughly 50%. Main religion is Islam and Christianity. The government is a presidential republic, and the leader is President Isaias Afwerki. The authoritarian regime under President Afwerki is responsible for massive human rights violations, especially towards Christians. Christians who aren't members of state-approved churches are considered agents of the West and a threat to the state. Hundreds of Christians who are members of unregistered churches are in prison. Some have been held captive for over a decade. Many are forced to work long hours in a commercial flower fields, and some are held in shipping containers in scorching temperatures. Young Christians can be forced to join the armed forces, and this is the law of the country with no opportunity for conscientious no opportunity for conscientious objection. Protestants, in particular, face serious problems in accessing community resources, especially social services provided by the government. Christians from non-traditional church groups face the harshest persecution from the government and from the Eritrean Orthodox Church. Both converts from a Muslim background and cross-denominational converts from an Orthodox background face harsh mistreatment, harsh mistreatment from their families and communities. Government security forces conduct many house-to-house -house raids and have arrested hundreds of Christians. The extreme level of pressure and the very high level of state-sanctioned violence forces some Christians to flee the country. The hundreds of Christians under arrest are being held by the government in harsh, harsh conditions. I'm having a hard time speaking this morning. Some in shipping containers and places with scorching temperatures. This is despite the reported release of some 30 Christians in July 2018. In the period of June to August, June to August 2019, over 100 Christians, 150 Christians were arrested in Karen and Godayev. A report from Vatican News on August 29, 2019 states, quote, 70 prisoners arrested in June are being held in prison in Ashifera. The term prison refers to a number of underground tunnels that the prisoners are forced to extend by digging, unquote. The pressure from the Eritrean Orthodox Church against non-traditional church communities partly originates from theological differences, but has historical roots as well. Well organized and with a long tradition, the EOC tends to look down upon other types of Christianity as being newcomers. For the EOC leaders, Eritrea is the home of the Orthodox Church, and its Christian history is defined by the Orthodox Church. Other denominations, in particular Pentecostal churches, are not regarded as legitimate. Some prayer points for Eritrea. The government still sees evangelical Christians as spies who want to wreak havoc in the country. Most practice their faith in secret. Pray that the Lord will continue to build his church despite these circumstances. The church continues to pray fervently. When hearts and grow in number, many have overcome the fear of arrest. Thank the Lord for sustaining his church in Eritrea. There are many Christians in prison, prison for their faith. Pray the Lord will sustain them, strengthen their faith, and encourage them daily through his spirit. 
Eritrean Christians have expressed a deep concern over the advancement of radical Islam in their country. Pray that they may have the grace to continue sharing the gospel and that many would come to faith in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time we have to come together to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we praise you for the medium that you've provided, the social media, uh, through Facebook, through uh, YouTube, through all the other means which you provide for us that we can come together across vast distances to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world and even across time, Lord, as many people will be listening to this or watching this later today, tomorrow, throughout the week, and yet joining their voices with ours as we pray for our brothers and sisters. Lord, we lift up uh, Ar uh, Arzu Raja and her family. Lord, we pray that, that you would draw her back into a, a relationship with you, into a relationship with her family. Lord, if, if she is acting out this way under under fear we pray that you would step in and alleviate that fear that she would see as as this man azar is put in in prison um, and justice is meted out lord that you would uh reassure her uh, of her faith in you and draw her home to her family lord we pray for this whole situation we pray that azar will uh will be punished as the law indicates for this but lord we pray that you would draw him to yourself that he would repent and put his faith in you. And Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in India who are uh, enduring not only the persecution from fundamentalist Hindus, but the media through and the government as well, Lord, um, as these stories that increase the the attacks and the, the violence and um, false accusations against Christian as they happen. Um, because of these media stories and the government steps in to, uh, to support those things as well, Lord. We pray that you would support your, our brothers and sisters there, that you would strengthen their faith, that they would stand firm in their faith, that they would continue to proclaim the gospel, and that you would use that to draw others to yourself. And Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Eritrea, those who are practicing their faith in secret. Father, we pray that you would bring alongside other Christians that they would have community, that they would have fellowship, and that they would have discipleship, and that you would draw uh, mature Christians to them, that they can have someone to walk with them in their faith as they grow in their knowledge and faith in you. And we do praise you uh, for sustaining your church in Eritrea, Lord, in the face of persecution. We praise you that you are uh, continuing to grow the church there. Um, we pray that the for the, the Christians that are in prison, um, enduring very harsh circumstances, Lord. We pray that you protect them physically and spiritually and emotionally, Lord, uh, that you would continue to strengthen their faith, that they would share the gospel with fellow inmates and with their guards. And Lord, we pray that, uh, that you would hold back the spread of Islam in, in this area, in Eritrea, Lord. And we pray that you would do that by growing your church, that the gospel would be preached, uh, that Christian, the number of Christians would increase as you draw people to yourself, and that the numbers of Muslims would decrease as they are converting to faith in you, Lord. And we pray that in all of this, that you receive the glory and that you are glorified, because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Again, thank you guys for, for being part of this. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Thank you for enduring crazy noises. Uh, hopefully for the rest of the next five days, 
of uh, Persecuted Church Awareness Month. Um, it'll be you know, smooth sailing as we go through um, the next five days of, of the show. Um, if you know anybody who's willing to give up 15 to 20 minutes of their day to come and to join us as we hear about brothers and sisters who are persecuted for their faith in Christ and pray for, for them, invite them to come to the Fifth Seal Facebook page. Um, it, they can hit the join button and I'll get them approved um, as quickly as possible. As soon as I get the notification, usually I get them approved and signed in. Or they can go over to the YouTube channel, The Evangelical Norm. Uh, subscribe there, hit the notification button, get all the, the content that I release there. And again, as always, they can get this podcast as an audio podcast. If you don't have time to sit down and watch a 15 to 20 minute video, they can download the MP3, put it in their earbuds and take it with them. Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your audio podcasts, they can find this, this podcast as well. Just search for The Fifth Seal. Um, and again, thank you for uh, enduring the, the weirdness of the last few days. Like I said, hopefully the next five days there will be no construction noises. Uh, we're coming into the holiday and, and a long weekend, and then we'll be finishing out the month on Monday. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you again. Continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.